Hello, followers and friends. This is Ace, and this is week one pilot episode of the Primetime Picks College Podcast. Today, I have a special guest in Ty Fisher. Ty, how are you doing today? Not too bad, buddy. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited. There's a lot of games we can break down this week. Um, some segments with the primetime games. I know we have a big one up here in Columbus with uh, Ohio State and Penn State. Um, just all around, we're getting in the meat of the season. So a lot of great games coming up. Um, any games that stick out to you? I think that Penn State, Ohio State one is the biggest one. You know, both teams coming into this game undefeated. Um, I think it's at, the, it's at the shoe, so it's, you know, noon game. It's not at Penn State, not at the whiteout at night. Um, I think this is probably the biggest one that's going to have America's eyes. Yeah, I agree. They uh, square off at 12 o'clock Eastern time. They are the big noon kickoff game. The line currently sits Ohio State minus four and a half and the over-under at 45 and a half. Does anything initially stick out when you hear those lines? I think the biggest thing that sticks out with with this one is Penn State has scored 50 more points and allowed 10 less than Ohio State, right? So you can say kind of defense is there, offense is there too, but when these two powerhouses, I guess you'd call them, collide, who's going to get the uh, who's going to get the shorter end of the stick and and take their first loss and take their first loss, right? I think. In this case, with it being at the shoe, me personally, I can smell an upset. But I think the I think the over I think the under forty five is definitely going to be there because if both teams are allowing less than sixty points in their with their opponents, but both teams are scoring over you know forty fifty whatever, I think defense plays a big part in this game. It's going to be a close game at that. Really? Yeah, so I got a Brock with my home my home team, Ohio State, minus four and a half. Um, when it first jumps out on paper, I actually initially looked at the Penn State side just from the standpoint that, like you said, they're undefeated. They've absolutely demolished every single team they've played, um, but they haven't played a beast like Ohio State. If you look at Ohio State, they've had a tough game against Notre Dame on the road, which I think will make them even more seasons. I think Penn State may jump out early. First tough road game of the year, freshman quarterback on the road at Ohio State. I absolutely love Ohio State in this spot. The only thing that does make me a little bit nervous is that Emeka Abuka is still questionable right now, as well as Denzel Burke. So key uh, defender at cornerback with Burke, as well as obviously Emeka Abuka is a first-round wide receiver. Um, so that makes me a little bit nervous, but with the line sitting at four and a half, I think they'll both end up playing. The thing with the thing about that is you said they – they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame had the uh, has the 103rd toughest schedule, and in my eyes, it's not a quality win, right? A quality win in my eyes would be if Ohio State can beat a team that's probably top 20 in toughest schedules, right? Yes, they won on the last second play, but is that a surefire? Yes, this game is what propelled Ohio State to be the best in the Big Ten East the best overall, the best in the Big Ten, right? Some might say yes because it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a storied franchise. But given the considerations, given the fact that it's a team that has a 103rd best schedule, that's not quality. Yes, Penn State hasn't played anybody, but Iowa, Northwestern, West Virginia, whatever. But at the same time, I think when you get into, like you said at the beginning, the meat of the conference, can... Ohio State keep that momentum going. 
right? They've played Maryland. They've played uh, uh who they uh they who they played last week? Purdue. 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 That's right. Forty was a forty-one-seven. Yeah, that's really not saying much in my eyes. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely understand with that. Um, that being said, I I just think that Ohio State has turned it on the last six quarters. Um, I'm actually pulling up their statistics now. So they outscored Maryland 27-7 to in the second half of that game, as well as against Purdue, 41-7. So they have outscored their opponents in the last six quarters, 68-14. to I think this team finally has found their stride. Uh, new offense with McCord. I mean, I just I feel like takes some practice and some trial by air. So, and then if you look at it from a betting standpoint, Penn State is the popular underdog this week. Yeah, and I always say that's a dying dog. So you have a popular <laughs> underdog that everyone loves. It's like how in the hell is Penn State getting some points? You know, well that's a trap. That's a trap by Vegas. Over seventy percent of the bets are on Penn State. However, the line went from three and a half to now it's around four and a half, five. Mm-hmm. So if 70% of the bets are on Penn State, but the line's moving towards Ohio State in their favor, it's usually a trap spot. I also think that it's a big game for Franklin. I mean, I'm not worried about him beating West Virginia and UMass. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, give me Ohio State minus four, pour it on. I think Penn State, I think it'd give them a game in the second half, but I think Penn State starts slow early on the road, first road game. Ohio State's more seasoned, has more veterans. Um, I mean, it is a little bit of a scary spot. I'm not going to lie, but I think the last six quarters shows who Ohio State really is, and not the entirety of the season. I'm going straight out money line. Give give me the plus 164. Oh man, you, you, you're killing me with that. I'm I'm going straight money line. Give me that plus 164 from Penn State. I want to see an upset. I want to see Ohio State fans cry. All right, all right. Well, we will see. We also both live in Columbus, so I will be giving him the most shit when Ohio State pours it on and wins. So it looks like Ty and I are on opposite sides of the fence this week. Give Ty money line, Penn State, sprinkle it. I got Ohio State minus four as my primetime play of the week, and we will be back with more bets after this commercial break. I love coming to Taquitos in Mont at 549 South High Street. The food is absolutely amazing. Fresh cilantro and onions really give it zesty flavor. And the jalapenos, oh my God, it's the perfect amount of spice and zing. Am I right? Yes, you are so right. I think I want second. You know what? I think I can go for seconds as well. Let's do it. Want delicious and authentic Mexican street food? Come down to 549 South High Street or call in for a pickup order at 614-555-7575. That's 549 South High Street or call us now at 614-555-7575. Listen. This is Dill. Welcome back to the Primetime Picks College Podcast. For the second segment, we have the fate of the week. Ty, I'll let you go first. Who do you like as the fate of the week? You know, my fate of the week has to be the Duke Blue Devils over Florida State. And here's why. People have seemed to forgot about Duke and the ACC and the national landscape, which is a surprise given their lone loss of the season to Notre Dame. It took Duke to the wire in that one and continued to see, sit with an undefeated mark in the ACC. 
However, if they can find a way to spring the upset in this one, they'll be well on their way to the ACC title game and put themselves possibly in a college football playoff uh, position if they were if things fall the right way and get some help, right? However, Florida State, they're not looking like, they're not overlooking anybody, right? They've looked like a playoff team for much of the year, and as they welcome the Blue Devils to town, they also know that grabbing this one will get them one step closer to that title game. Uh, they have an unblemished record and haven't been challenged since almost a month ago against Clemson, and they still have yet to lose to Duke. However, with Duke upsetting Clemson this year, the beginning of the season, I think that put Duke on the map a little bit to, you know, kind of put them on notice. Hey, we can take on anybody in the in that's ranked. And I think with Florida State being at home and ranked, Duke is taking this one. I got the Blue Devils, baby. That's a very, very, very hot take. Okay. Um, I mean, I think Duke's a great team as well. We will have to check the status on star quarterback Riley Leonard. I think he's currently questionable with an ankle sprain. Um, I mean, I love Florida State, um, somewhat of a fan. I love Jordan Travis, but I could definitely see that being a close and competitive game, especially if Riley Leonard ends up taking the field. Um, so Ty is rocking with the Duke Blue Devils plus 14 and a half. For my fate of the week, I'm going no other, nowhere else, the Pac-12. We have the UCLA Bruins minus 17 against the Stanford Cardinals. Give me UCLA minus 17. I am not buying that comeback from Stanford. This is as much as a fade on Stanford as well as Colorado. Not buying it. We have 4-2 and two UCLA who arguably could be 5-1. and one. So I think there's a much better team. Uh, 17 points is a lot. However, Stanford coming back 29 points, the largest comeback in college football history. I think that was their Super Bowl against Colorado. So I get a team that is more motivated, more talented, quite honestly pissed off, minus 17 versus Stanford. It's a great spot for UCLA and an absolute terrible spot for Stanford. Give me UCLA minus 17 as my fate of the week. You're going UCLA? UCLA, yes. See, here's the thing with this, right? I say I'd probably go Stanford if that one, right? You're down twenty nine nothing at half. You you pull off the biggest comeback in in school history against one might say the most now overrated team in Colorado with Dion and Shador and all that fun stuff. You know what he's doing with Colorado is it's not going unnoticed, right? But it, everybody in the media you know hyped them up to be oh you know they're going to be in the college football playoff da 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 da. They had a strong start to the season. But you just pulled off the biggest comeback in school history. You don't think that gives Stanford a little bit of momentum going into UCLA? No. How? So here's my here's my thought on that. So like I said, UCLA, I think it's a great spot for them motivationally. It's a great motivation spot. They were 4-2. and two. I mean, they still have a lot to play for. And Stanford, I, I think that was their Super Bowl. So almost that, not going to say they won't try, but... From an emotional standpoint, I don't think they'll give their best effort this week, um, just being a huge underdog after last week. And then my second point with that would be that I think that was as much as of an embarrassment for Colorado. They had, off the top of my head, I want to say 125 yards and penalties. Um, every single time, it would be fourth and goal on the three or third and goal on the seven. Colorado would get 12 men on the field, just looking like a below-average high school team uh just 
or low average. Yes, uh, yeah, man. So I, I, I think it's, um, I think that was more of an embarrassment for Colorado than actually like a impressive win. Well, you can't deny that Stanford totally took it to them in the second half, and I would say earned that win, right? Um, I mean, listen, I had their money line plus a thousand, so <laughs> I love Stanford. I loved them, but um, I just think that that was more of an embarrassment for Colorado. Like I said, they were making like simple mistakes that Pee Wee teams don't even make with twelve men on the field. That happened four or five times. I think Stanford is not good at all, and I think that if they would have lost last week in an embarrassment fashion as the way the game was going, I think the line would have been closer to UCLA minus 21. So I think the way I view it is I'm getting four pa- four points on discount. Um, so that's kind of why I like the UCLA spot. And uh, 19-year-old kids, that was their Super Bowl emotional spot for Stanford, a letdown spot. Um, so I look for great spots like this. So I'm all over Stanford, minus 17 this weekend. Um yeah, we will see what happens. That's why they play the games. Largest margin of victory. I don't know if you know this for Stanford. Eighty-two to nothing over UCLA in nineteen twenty-five. So it's a revenge game. <laughs> UCLA is seventy-two nothing in nineteen fifty-four, and just by looking at it, the longest streak, all Stanford's away from two thousand nine to two thousand eighteen, winning eleven straight. That's insane. So I. You do you, but I was never good at history. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> you do you, but you do you, but hey, I'm not a history buff. I'm here to win some money. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I like UCLA. Ty like Stanford. Um, it's not the most exciting game with 17 points, but uh, I'll be tuned in watching that, and we'll see what happens. Go Duke. Go Duke. Okay, <laughs> I like it. We'll see what happens. Um, we will be back again in our next situational spot. Our next play will be the situational game of the week. When lunchtime comes and you don't feel like another fast food mess, take your taste buds on a trip to the Outer Limits at Cosmic Subs. At Cosmic Subs, we use the freshest veggies for your sandwich, and our meats and cheeses are fit for a Martian king. Come in on August 21st and celebrate the solar eclipse with buy one, get one free subs. Equal or lesser value for free sub, please. You can find us at 3126 North High Street in Clintonville. Call us at 555-6767 for pickup or find us on Uber Eats for delivery. Welcome back. We are on to our Play of the Week Best Bet segment. Ty, who is your best bet for this week? This might shock you. It might shock a lot of people. But I'm going Air Force Navy. Navy with the win at plus 300. I actually, um, it's funny you said that. I actually took Air Force, uh, somewhat joking around, but put $2 on them to win the national championship. Here's the thing, right? Although Navy has been outscored by 23 points in its last two against Air Force, it's at Navy, and those midshipmen go crazy. Granted, 
they go more crazy during Army Navy. But those midshipmen go crazy for football, right? Um, Navy does have a record of 2-3-0 against the spread. However, I think in this one, with them being at home, that gives them a little bit more momentum to kind of pull out the upset and cover the spread, if not beat the spread. I don't know, man. I don't know. I actually, uh, last week I took um, Air Force to win the Mountain West. I'm I'm really high on this team. I think out of all the teams in the Commander Cup, so you have Navy, Air Force, and Army. I think by far Air Force is the best team that probably any of these um, armed forces have had probably in the last five or ten years. I think they are really that good. Um, I mean, that you bring up a good point. It is that Navy, which could be somewhat of a trap or a letdown spot um, with – Air Force's starting quarterback, also questionable to out. I think they're going to play better, well-rounded football, play better defensively, give more of an effort. Um, it's usually called the injured quarterback theory. Basically, just that the entire team steps up in absence of the quarterback being out. Um, so, good luck with that. I'll, I'll be rooting for Air Force to win by 10 or less. Um, but if you're taking the money line. I'm, 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 I'm taking money line. That, see, but here's every time I every time I every time I play spread or over under, I just lose. I think I have better luck just going money line because I'm more inclined to not be as depressed. Yeah, yeah, right? but less less money on it to get a nice payout. Yeah, I, as opposed to okay, I can't let or I can't let Air Force score this touchdown. Okay, they scored this touchdown. Now, now I'm heartbroken. Now my bets are automatically lost. Or I can't let Navy get more than I don't know 14 points. On an over under, where our Air Force has like thirty something, and over is like forty something, and the Navy scores on line. Now, okay, bet that. Now I lost. Yeah, I'm inclined to less heartbreak if I bet money line. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about that is that the over under is around. I think it's thirty six and a half or thirty five uh, off the top of my head. So that makes the points more valuable for the underdogs. Uh, for example, if the over under is at sixty ten. Ten and a half points matters a lot less than if the spread the over under is at thirty five. Um, so yeah, I I would probably take the spread, but Ty he's risky. He's risking it for the biscuit plus three hundred. I am book it. I am over under is thirty four. Thirty four and a half. Yeah, and that leads perfectly into my best bet. So everyone that's been following me knows this system play as I've used it multiple times. And over under 38 or less in college football is an astonishing 80% to the under. Basically, you just get two great defenses or two lackluster offenses. They lower the total down on purpose to try to set a trap for people to take the over. Um, that results into the under hitting 80% of the time. So my best bet for this week is Iowa and Minnesota under 31 and a half. Um, I'm just going to read off. I was last three games defensively, six points, 14 points, and 16 points. And those are all against Big Ten opponents, and Minnesota's offense is not better than any of them. So I have Minnesota right around the 10-point mark. And then I was backup quarterback Hill since he's came in. This is This is crazy. 37 yards versus Wisconsin passing. 110 yards versus Purdue, and 115 yards versus Michigan State. So tell me who's going to throw them. So I absolutely love the under 31 and a half. Go under. 
That is my best bet of the week. Ty is rocking with the Navy midshipmen. And those are our best best bets of the week. Um, I have one more segment for you, and it is a futures bet. We will be back right after this commercial. When lunchtime comes and you don't feel like another fast food mess, take your taste buds on a trip to the Outer Limits at Cosmic Subs. At Cosmic Subs, we use the freshest veggies for your sandwich, and our meats and cheeses are fit for a Martian king. Come in on August 21st and celebrate the solar eclipse with buy one get one free subs. Equal or lesser value for free sub, please. You can find us at 3126 North High Street in Clintonville. Call us at 555-6767 for pickup or find us on Uber Eats for delivery. Welcome back to the College Football Primetime Picks podcast. We are in for a bonus bet. So for my bonus bet, I just wanted to share this. I think this is a great value play. I have Dylan Gabriel plus 1,000 to win the Heisman. Um, So Michael Penix is currently the favorite at minus 140. Uh, Something that caught my eye is the remaining schedules. So I will read off. Oklahoma has UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU. I think those are all, they will be favored in all of those games. They're co-favorites to beat Texas and win the Big 12. So if I have an undefeated Oklahoma Sooners team, that runs the table, makes the playoffs. Dylan Gabriel has good stat line. I will be getting Dylan Gabriel at plus 1,000. I already bet it. I already booked it in. Give me Dylan Gabriel plus 1,000 to win the Heisman. If you look at Washington's schedule, they have a gauntlet remaining. They have at USC, Utah with Cam Rising potentially coming back, which is a Rose Bowl caliber team as we've seen in the past at Oregon State with a very good team this year, and then a rivalry game against Washington State. I think they could potentially drop two of those games. If I have a two-loss Washington team, it doesn't matter about the stat lines as much, versus an undefeated Oklahoma team, I always say that the Heisman's more of a team trophy than you that many think. So I would be getting an undefeated Oklahoma team at plus 1,000 to win the Heisman with Dylan Gabriel. So give me Dylan Gabriel to win the Heisman. If you want, sprinkle Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Thank you for listening to Aces Primetime Picks, the first episode of our football betting podcast. If you like what you heard today, give us a follow at AcesPicks underscore on TikTok and Instagram where we drop daily free plays. And if I make you some money this weekend, drop us a comment and send to a friend. Until then, I'll see you at the ATM.